Hello, and welcome into another edition of your favorite podcast, Burgers and the Brats, here to break down the NBA Finals. We have ourselves a series. 1-1 Denver Nuggets and Miami Heat, and also Women's College World Series is set. Is it the two teams that I predicted before the WCWS began? Well, yes, it is. The Oklahoma Sooners and the Florida State Seminoles. They're breaking all of that down and more. But before we get started, make sure we follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service, at Burgers and Brats. And stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Burgers and Brats. I go to Apple Podcasts, rate five stars, and leave us a nice review. Thank you all so much. All right, let's dive right into it. The NBA Finals. Man, well, myself included, I, I thought it'd be probably a gentleman's sweep. It still can be. But the Miami Heat came out and showed a lot of will and guts in Game 2. Uh, da- losing Game 1 I mean, didn't look great. Game 1 made 5 of their 16 open threes. Completely different story in, uh, in Game 2. Miami Heat shooting 49% from the three-point line. Yeah, that's how you do it. That's how you come out and wrong or right the wrong from game one. The Heat shot 48% or 49% from the field. Denver actually shot 52% on three less shots. Miami, like I said, 48.5% from three. Denver only 39% from three in this game. Man, it, it just looked like a team I haven't seen from the Denver Nuggets. That, that team just was so undisciplined, could not play together, just stupid fouls, couldn't make anything. MPJ, what are you doing out there? Him and KCP were just running laps, getting that cardio in. Nikola Jokic, though, man, what a baller. This man, 41-11, and 11, 16 of 28 from the field. Actually went 2 of 5 from three-point. Uh, only four assists is the storyline. Turning Jokic into a scorer, which I mean is stupid, like Eric Spolster said. Uh, they are 0-3 in these playoffs when Nikola Jokic scores 40-plus points. But, I mean, those are one to two possession losses that the Nuggets have lost when Jokic scores 40-plus. So, it's not like they're getting blown out, guys. It's Nikola Jokic scoring 40 points. This man has generational talent. I loved how Eric Spolstra shot down Ramon just Shelburne, Shelburne uh, when asked, "Is was it your idea or was it game plan to turn Jokic into a score instead of a pass?" It was just stupid. Uh, I loved he said, "That's what an untrained eye would say." So, uh, great stuff by Spolstra there. It did not help that the refs had so many misses. I mean, on both ends. But my, a five-point swing late. Jimmy Butler stepping out of bounds on a three, or. Ending up assisting for a three-point play. And then a missed goaltend call. Call it. And then go look at it and change it. Don't just let it go. That was an obvious goaltend. So, I mean, that's five points right there. Nuggets end up losing by three. Just terrible officiating. Uh, Every loose ball, I think four of them in the fourth quarter, went Miami's way. And you watch the replays. uh, Half of them were for sure off Miami. So, it was just crazy, crazy officiating. Bad, bad, bad. Um, Miami though, I mean, they they were down eight in the fourth quarter. Beginning of the fourth quarter, come out and shoot nine of ten. That nine of ten, four or five from three. Uh, 
29 points to Denver 10 uh, in the, in the fourth quarter. So that that's how you that's how you set a tone and that's how you win ball games. You come out, make your shots. Duncan Robinson went ballistic in the fourth quarter. I mean, he didn't even start the game. He had 10 he had 10 points. Four or five field goals, uh, two or three from the three. They really didn't get much help from the Heat. I mean, Lowry had uh, two or three for the three-point. Both of his shots were highly contested. I mean, all nothing but net. That's the highest arcing shot I've ever seen in my life. There's nothing but net. So when your guys step up, that's when you win. I, it gave Vincent 23 points, 8 for 12 on field goals. You can't win games letting a guy like Gabe Vincent, like, who? Who? Go twenty, go eight for twelve from the field and four or six from three. Max Struss fourteen points. I believe he had he had a few in the first quarter. Uh, Bam only held to twenty one. Jimmy Butler only held to twenty one. That the lineup of Eric Spoelstra putting Kevin Love on Aaron Gordon played a magical ro- role in helping this team win. And Eric Spoelstra is he the greatest best coach in the NBA right now? I mean, with who's left. So you got Steve Kerr, but yeah, I mean, really. Uh, Eric Spolstra, incredible, incredible coach, made the game plans. Um, going back to Miami, I still, as a Nuggets fan, I am more worried being 1-1. I, I, I really was never worried with the other series, but Denver was up 2-0 in every series. Denver has only lost four playoff games now this season. They've only lost four. And three of the four were on the road. This is the first loss at home. Uh, I I don't know why Christian Brown was getting more minutes. I mean, he, he played great defensively. Uh, had a few missed. Uh, he let his guys get open on a few shots, but was playing way better than MPJ KCP in this game. Michael Porter, only five points, two of eight from the field. Just abysmal. This man needs to learn to give up the ball and not shoot every shot, every contested shot that you could think of. I mean, this man is shooting the rock, no matter how open or unopen he is. Eric Gordon, only 12 points, five of seven from the field, but you got to come out and set the tone a little earlier in this game like you did in game one. Jamal Murray, only 18 points. I, I think he... I don't think he scored till the second quarter or if it was about 30 seconds left in the first quarter. So this man has got to start shooting earlier. He went 7 of 15. 7 of 15. And he just wasn't shooting the ball to begin with uh, in this game. What what do we say? Miami went to the line. Miami went to the line. That's that's how you win ball games. You go to the free throw line. They, they end up eight, making 18 of 20. So... Only two two less than Denver overall on the play, on the free throws. Denver shot nineteen of twenty two, but they had two free throws in game one. That that's not a huge reason why they lost, but I the shots you took obviously you knew that Miami wasn't going to get to the line in those. Uh, but going and getting eighteen more points from the free throw line that you didn't get in game one that obviously helps a ton in helping you steal a victory on the road. Miami has one back home court advantage. Denver, uh, decent on the road. Uh, Miami, pretty good at home, but nothing, nothing too out of the out of the blue for that. Out of the ordinary for their records at home and on the road. So 
not not really worried about Denver going in and taking a game from Miami, even though it is in Miami. Denver is nineteen and twenty-two on the road this season, or on the road this season. Miami twenty-seven and fourteen. So I mean, not not nothing nothing to worry about for the Denver Nuggets. But this is right where Michael Malone wanted this team. I mean, we've heard Michael Malone come out and say, "Oh, we're the underdogs. No one's respected us." Well, yeah. Now everyone's saying the Heat are going to win this series in six. So uh, this is playing perfect to Michael Malone's playbook. No one, everyone switched narratives on them, and th- this is going to fire his team up for Michael Malone. I-, I think this helps a lot in his case and can help recharge Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, and KCP, and uh, everyone else. So uh, perfect, perfectly where, where Michael Malone wants this team's mindset heading into Game 3 in Miami Wednesday night, tomorrow night. So uh, I think Denver... I think Denver steals for sure one, probably two in this series. Uh, I I feel comfortable still saying Denver in five, but I think it's more realistic that uh, Denver wins in six now. Remind me, though, I think they got really hot. That's that's how you win games. Uh, nothing nothing too much to worry about. I, I'm a little scared, but I think Denver still handily has this series uh, under their belt. I they got they got kicked in the mouth for the first time in a while in in a series in a playoff series this year so you finally get kicked be humbled you go out and play Denver Nuggets basketball that you've been playing since December of this year so uh give me Denver and uh, give me Denver in six right now so I'll out of the game for the Heat uh also staying in the NBA some coaching news uh the Pistons hire Monty Williams giving him six years. I mean, great hire. Monty Williams is a great coach. I kind of thought that Monty would maybe take a year off, uh, enjoy some other things that he can do instead of coaching. Because, I mean, see what's going to be out there when he gets back. Because there's going to be jobs that open whenever he comes back or that are going to be open next year. That'll be pretty decent jobs, I believe. So kind of a little surprising that he chose the Pistons as well. Uh, They got some young talent, but thought thought maybe take a year off, see, see what else opens up. Uh, for you because I mean you're a high high value coach people are going to want you 76ers fired Doc Rivers after three years they get Nick Nurse I I think that's a pretty good pickup I like Nick Nurse as a coach won the 2019 championship with the Raptors with Kawhi Uh, good pickup for the Sixers you got Joel Embiid James Harden and Tyrese Maxey so uh, see what else you get through the draft maybe some other trades but uh, good pickup for Nick Nurse. I think Sixers, maybe they can make it out of the second round now. Maybe. We'll see. They haven't made out of the Doc Rivers there for only three years, but could never get past the second round into the Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe Nick Nurse can finally help them advance that far. Bucks hire Adrian Griffin. Uh, used to be an assistant in Milwaukee, so didn't go the uh, head coaching hire that a lot of the – or previous head coach or he had a lot of experience with adrian griffin but thought it'd be kind of a bigger name maybe like monty williams or uh doc rivers type thing for the bucks but former assistant from milwaukee adrian griffin heads to the bucks and then lebron to the mavericks mm, don't think so the I, unless you're going luca for lebron straight up 
The Lakers should not listen to anything that the Mavericks have because they have absolutely nothing to trade for LeBron James. And guys, Bronny's about to go to USC. You think Savannah is going to want to go move to Dallas? She is in L.A. right now. They are living life in L.A. Dallas, cool city, but it's not L.A. LeBron's got all his film stuff, everything he does for TV, entertainment. Uh, LeBron, LeBron's a very marketable person, so he is going to stay in L.A., and especially down the road to watch his son play in college. But that would be cool. That would be very cool to see LeBron, Luka, and Kyrie on a team. I would pick them to win a championship 100%. I would, if LeBron went to Dallas tomorrow, I would say yes, they are winning the 2024 NBA championship because that would be a sick team. I would love that team. Uh, but don't see it happening unless LeBron just says, yeah, trade me for nothing. I don't care. Get, get rid of me. Send me to Dallas. So uh, don't see it happening, but would be very, very fun and interesting. The reports are saying that the Lakers do not want to add Kyrie Irving. I don't blame them. A lot of, a lot of baggage. Can he really carry a team? I mean, him and Luka missed the playoffs this year. So he, Kyrie hasn't won without LeBron. So, All right, moving on to on this day in history. 1984. Some of y'all probably remember this. Bruce Springsteen's seventh album, Born in the USA, is released. Who remembers that album? 1984, guys. Do you feel old yet? Uh, 1927, the first Ryder Cup uh, in Worcester Country Club. The USA wins. Uh, Walter Hagen is the team captain, first ever Ryder Cup U.S. captain. Uh, 1944, Operation Overlord, a.k.a. D-Day, begins in Normandy. Just watch uh, the new FDR docuseries on History Channel. Phenomenal. Right, those history document docuseries, on, I mean, they had Washington, Lincoln, Grant, now FDR. Those, those things are awesome. Uh, they also had Teddy Roosevelt. The, those history three-part series are incredible to watch. Go watch those. Uh, learn more about the presidents of the U.S. Uh, happy birthday, uh, Nathan Hale, Dean Martin, Prince, and my dad. Yeah, getting up there, dad. A happy birthday to all those amazing people. Uh, that's On This Day in History, sponsored by Hefner Eye Care. Get your contacts, glasses, get that annual eye exam. Check them out, HefnerEyeCare.com, uh, located on 5757 Northwest, 132nd Street in Oklahoma City. And speaking of Oklahoma City, the Women's College World Series. The finals is set. And... To no surprise, the Oklahoma Sooners are making their fourth straight championship series appearance. Fourth straight looking to go back to back to back. Can they do it? I mean, the home of the 51-game winning streak, which has been up against the wall, packs up against the wall for three of the last probably six, five games that they have played. Maybe five of the last five games that Oklahoma's played, I mean, they could have lost a number of games down the stretch. But when this team has two strikes and two outs, they turn into the greatest team ever assembled. I would pick a two-out bottom seven Oklahoma team to beat the Avengers. Uh, th this team is incredible when there's two outs in the seventh inning. I mean, even down to their second strike. 
This team hits dingers, home home runs, whatever. This team knows how to get it done when it is crunch time. Oklahoma going 3-0 and in the Women's College World Series so far. Uh, two wins over Stanford uh, to get there. I mean, these wins have been super close. Oklahoma winning 2-0 in the first game on Thursday, and then uh, Monday winning 4-2. And, I mean, going to nine innings. This Stanford team, that, that could have been the championship series right there. Nine-seeded coming in, phenomenal. Phenomenal team. Kennedy, uh, Najari Kennedy, incredible. Uh, incredible pitcher, only a freshman. So we are going to be seeing a lot more of her maybe in an Oklahoma Sooners uniform. In the next few years, we'll see. Uh, Stanford got it done. I mean, after losing that tight game to uh, Oklahoma in the first in the first game of the Women's College World Series, I mean, they go in. Stanford beats Alabama two zero. Uh, then they go beat. Then Kennedy goes and throws a one zero shutout to Washington to be able to survive and advance to play. Oklahoma. Uh, this this Sanford team very very good. Uh, they will be back. I they, they, this team women's college world series. I, it is so much fun to watch. I love watching these teams. I Pac-12 beat themselves up. Uh, they really battled themselves out of this series. I mean, one of one of the four Stanford was the only fourth four one of the four teams that made it to the semifinals. So only and two of them knocked each other out. I mean, Stanford beat Washington to eliminate them uh, overall uh, it's been a great series in oklahoma city uh, bama didn't go t- get, didn't get far at all did not get far at all losing getting plastered in the first game by tennessee then like i said getting beat by stanford i i, I kind of thought they wouldn't go very far in this one uh, oklahoma escaping stanford and then beating the vols uh, it, it really didn't make much sense to me. I, I, I kind of understand, but to go out there and play scared, uh, if you're the Vols, to not throw your two best aces, kind of throw the your least experienced, least dominant pitchers against Oklahoma, you lose 9-0, but you're, that's an automatic loss. I mean, this Oklahoma team has not played well in this in the WCWS. They've won games by, like, two runs, three runs. They, that was their biggest win because you weren't throwing your best pitcher. And I, if they throw their best pitchers, maybe they take a win there. I mean, Rodgers, Tennessee's Rodgers, was 20-1 and one on the season. Uh, I, it played out well to where they had a chance to make it to the semifinals. Uh, kind of blew it late to Florida State, uh, who advanced. But you could it could have beat OU, and didn't have to worry about uh, double elimination. And but I mean it still worked out for them to get to the semifinals. So I I kind of understand. Uh, semis OU Stanford times two. I low scoring at first. Clint Kenzie Hansen man, whoo, she is she is a problem. Tiari Jennings oh, on a birthday getting the win for OU. This OU team, so much emotion, so many personalities, just a fun, awesome team. So they're a happy team. They're they're a great team to watch. They are so dominant. Maybe the greatest team ever assembled for any sport, all the way around. Uh, 
Florida State versus Tennessee. Both teams, both teams can win big or go home. <laughs> I mean, that's how the that's how these two teams played before uh, they got to finally play each other. Both had a uh, win by both had wins of three to one or by five plus. So both these teams could keep it close or win big in 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 the WCWS. So both both these teams knew how to win one way or the other. Sandercock came in and just destroyed Tennessee man. She came in and dominated Florida State getting that win five to one to advance to the semis and not have to play a second game uh, that night. Women's women's softball. It's awesome. Uh, heading into the championship series, I, I did pick I had OU versus Florida State making it to the championship series. I kind of thought OU would run through these teams. I really didn't see any two-run win at the least of victory. I thought every win would be at least by three-plus. It's either a lot of great softball teams, which, yeah, I mean, you're getting the best of the best, obviously, the best eight teams in the country. Or they're, they're just struggling a little bit uh, until it's crunch time, like I said, and they have to play well. Uh, this is going to be a very, very fun series. I, I think we get three games out of here. I think Oklahoma's 51-game winning streak. I, th- I think OU wins first game. I think Florida State can win the second. And I think this can be a very entertaining series. I, I do think Florida State can come in and beat this OU team. Uh, this Florida State team dominated. They, OU and Florida State were the only teams that went three and O, in in the WCWS. FSU has seventeen stolen bases, just in the last few days this week. They have seventeen stolen bases. She could have been eighteen. They were one cleat shy of stealing home against Tennessee that did the finals. The guts that says to steal home. In for the chance to make it to the finals. I mean, they, they had a lead going in, but they are not scared of anything. This Florida State team, they, they are fun to watch, too. Uh, they are dominant. And like I said, they know they can win close or they can win big. The bats can turn on. I, they, they were It was a 1-1 game, and then they just decided, oh, let's turn it on. Let's send the Vols home in this one. They scored... Uh, two runs in the one in the fifth, two runs in the sixth. I, they they only allowed one home run, and that was in the first inning. Tennessee, so they're back against the wall. First inning, and just dominated. They had eight hits, only gave up three. Uh, like I said, Sandercock came in and uh, dominated the rest of the game. Uh, Rogers' career ends at Tennessee, uh, but for this game, OU on the season has only allowed fifty-eight runs. Only 58 runs out of the 60-plus games that they play. Uh, OU and Florida State actually met. They, they've met 18 times in their career. This, this is the uh, 18th meeting all-time uh, coming up. OU is 9-8. and eight. So these two teams, uh, they know how to play each other. They, they know how to play each other. Uh, and it's on the biggest stage now. Uh, they did play this year. These two teams played this year. FSU lost 5-4 to four in Norman on March 14th, and Florida State used four pitches. So, I mean, that was only a few months ago. 
where Florida State came in and almost beat OU on their on their home field, which is just impossible to do. Uh, this is also the rematch of the 2021 World or the Women's College World Series uh, Championship Final. OU won in three. So OU Florida State played in 2021. OU won in the championship in three games. This is going to be a great series. Like I said, these these are the two most dominant teams that made it to the finals. Both teams three and zero. Jordy Ball, dominant. Oh, love her. Jordy Ball is incredible, the best player in baseball. Um, Nicole May can't give up those early runs, early hits. Uh, she's got to be she's got to be lights out in in this series. And if she gives up a few runs, I think just early. I think Florida State can capitalize, and it, it could be a hard, hard road back for OU. But I mean, they know how to hit. OU knows how to hit. Florida State knows how to hit. They both know how to play defense. I mean, they got to the semifinals on a great defensive stop, a double play. So it, it's going to be a fun series. Uh, I, I think OU gets it done in three. Give me the Oklahoma Sooners over Florida State in three games. I think Florida State gets a win over. OU in the championship series, but Boomer Sooner winning a back-to-back-to-back women's softball college national championship. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, let me know who you guys have winning. Uh, see, uh, start listening burgers and brats, guys. I picked this matchup before it even started. I'm that good. I'm that good. But uh, let, let me know who you have uh, in the comments on Spotify. Yeah, you can comment on Spotify or even on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, let me know. All right. Let's move into the final segment, who I'm sharing my burger and a brat with. So it's people over 60. Right, shout out the people over 60. Shout out my dad. I just turned over 60. Uh, people over 60 who take, uh, take daily vitamins slow their age-related memory decline. So taking these vitamins can help with age-related memory decline. Researchers at Columbia and Harvard took 3,500 Americans 60 years old and older and assigned to either take a daily multivitamin or a placebo for three years. So this is a three-year study. Uh, Benefits sustained every year for the vitamin takers. And after three years, it translated to 60% slowing cognitive decline, which is roughly 1.8 years saved 1.8 years of cognitive decline in those people's uh, ages 60 and older. So take your multivitamins, guys. I mean, even the young people, start taking them, but especially those over 60, if you want to have your memory and cognitive cognitive ability longer in life, 1.8 years, start taking those vitamins now. All right, everyone, thank you all for listening. Hope you all enjoyed uh, a little NBA Finals breakdown in the WWS. It is going to be a fun week. We get NBA Finals and some softball. Oh, can't ask for much better. But I could ask for my Nuggets and my Sooners to win. That would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? I'd like that. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service, literally anywhere. You can find a podcast at Burgers and Brats. That's Burgers and Brats. And stay up to date with plenty of on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers and Brats. Boomer Sooner. Go Nuggets.